we're back, guys. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving because I know how your guys' Friday went. Uh, well, welcome back to Big Red in the Sun. We have our reoccurring guest, Tony, back with us. What's up, guys? <laughs> Woo! Go Nebraska! Yeah. What a, <laughs> another short season for the Huskers. No bowl, no bowl games. No bowl games. But yeah. And and everyone's favorite, more questions about coaching hire and what is the team going to look like moving forward? So I think it's going to, I think it's, I know the record doesn't show it, but I think you, I think everyone's really seen what Nebraska can be. All you hear is how close we are. You hear coaches are like, Oh, we don't want to play them. It's a tough win, but it's like still old stuff that's happening to us, but it's getting good. Tony, it's, it's, yeah, like, oh, it's, it's going right. It's hard looking at like, and I try to stay off Twitter after the games because I know how painful it is just to look at all the tweets. But it's so painful looking at tweets like like Big Cat, Dan Katz from Barstool would tweet out and just say, like, Nebraska should be thrown into the college football playoff because they'd lose to Georgia by two. Mm. And it's just like, we probably would. We probably, and that, yeah, who knows? Because I know we wouldn't win, but we wouldn't lose by more than a touchdown. <laughs> I know. So It's just – a heartbreaking season, but the funny thing, everyone predicted us get murdered in like every game because we hit like they talked about it last year about how hard our schedule is going to be this year, and we really after Illinois just looked like a completely different football team. I know we slept mm-hmm. a couple weeks with Minnesota and Purdue, but people forget uh, Minnesota. Minnesota had a top at this at the end of the year had a top ten defense, and Purdue upset two top ten teams. So it's not like yep. we played any cupcakes at all besides the teams that we beat. Like Northwestern was a like a punching bag this year. They were yep. murdered by everyone. Um, but yeah, you got about every team that we've lost to has had just like like you think of we lost to Michigan State by how many points four or five whatever it was. Uh, they signed their coach to a ten year ninety five million dollar contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan just just murdered Ohio State, Ram. made them like nothing. Ohio State's looked like at sometimes the second best team in the country. Oklahoma, well, now they're not now looking they're so good. Be where like in Ryan, who yeah. knows what's going to happen with them. But, but then you forget I mean, uh, PJ Fleck just got uh, signed to extension too for about six more years. So, yeah. So we're getting there. And like that's the thing, our record doesn't show it as much. Like we're going to get into it a little bit later. I have some stats where you're just like, it's just laughable. Like, yeah. And I know we missed, I, we missed these last couple of weeks. Everyone was busy. We couldn't get it down with the school and work and everything going on. But we're, this overview and how the game went is exactly how our last three games went. So it's yep. not missing anything with, I mean, no yeah. yeah. So it's just basically you're watching the same movie over and over again. And if you missed a couple of parts, someone could fill you in with a, here, just watch this game right here. And this is how every single game has went on. It's just so hard because it's like you can tell that we've made progress, but it was almost like after the second game, our progress, like there was none. Like we were like almost the same exactly throughout the entire season. Like there were no like special teams really did not get better at all. Defense stayed the same. Offense plagued us through the whole year. It was like – or it was mostly just Martinez not being a – I saw a stat that was like he's had 15 or 16 career uh, 
drives to get us a win in overtime or in the fourth quarter, and he's never we we've never scored any points on those drives no, ever. No clutch bones in his body, which yeah. sucks because and he's like one of like the most like no one wants him to win more than Nebraska fans. He's such a good guy, gives great answers for it. Yep. But it's like, oh, it sucks so at bad. Some point, yeah, because at some fans, point, like as fans, we want somebody to hate, mm-hmm. but we can't hate him. We can't because he's way too good. You just hear people rave about like his character and everything, but it's like we need the man to get us to win in the clutch. And it's like sometimes we need someone to be a bad person to get us a good win. Mm-hmm. Seriously, it's just we. I don't know if this this team is not built right now or doesn't have the confidence it looks like to play with the lead. Whenever we yeah. come from behind, we play good. Like yeah, we, usually that's how it happens. But we can't build with a lead and that's yeah that was what happened with iowa we looked like we were gonna boat race iowa because everything was going so well and then at halftime i think scott changed the playbook instead of early in the game they let smothers throw the ball on first and second down to set up short short third downs but instead we ran the ball up the middle with no like we had a bunch of motion we're like doing like jet sweeps it looked like and we never handed off to any wide receivers we just ran middle every time and it's like, and then the second half we went into always prevent mode because we we need to win, we need to win, we need to win. And yeah, I, and Scott it, at halftime said uh, they interviewed him at half, and he said that he was going to open up the playbook a lot more. And I was like, we didn't need him to. Yeah, we're like, hey, well, if you're opening the playbook up more, and that's the plays, shut that playbook and grab another yeah. one. <laughs> we need you to keep one. doing what you're doing, no. man. Like. Keep doing yeah. what's been working all the first half. Don't change it. Yeah. We ran the ball, and we're going to get more into it when we talk about the offense, but uh, where did Brody Belt go? Brody Belt last week against Wisconsin was our best runner, and then we decided to give it to Yant this week. Like, Brody yeah. Belt has been perfect. He's small. He he's like he's can hit the holes good. Like I feel like Yant, I think he's going to get better, but we were talking about it earlier, Tony. He cannot run into contact and he's a huge yeah. dude. we saw it on the goal line when he didn't get that touchdown when we lost to uh, for, uh, who was it Purdue right was yeah. it Purdue? no it was Minnesota Minnesota Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota. yeah when he yeah, yeah when Ramir went out and they brought him in he doesn't know how to run into contact he thinks he's a finesse yeah. back and he's not he's a power back so Minnesota. what I've seen from what I've seen from Ramir and Yant is that they both play like each other more than they should play like themselves Ramir loves contact yeah. he hits mm-hmm. the hole harder than anybody I else but yeah wants to play like Ramir where he can just run by people and make people miss when Yant, in all honesty should be running people's asses over yeah yeah but, I know no I know and see like that's what it should be then we were talking about maybe coaches coming in we'll get to it later but that's what it should be like if especially if we want to run with that or we hopefully maybe we bring an OC and he brings back fullback like that would be yeah. to see because like or we need transfers for offensive line because if we're going with uh, quarterbacks that can't move as well or if they can move but we don't have any time in the pocket we need help on that old line still like they played good towards the end but if we don't have any other we need a fullback maybe in there to give them some more time for blocking like yeah yeah a great blocker see, why not why not have a fullback i mean there's no my personal opinion is it never hurts to have a fullback especially if you're Say we have Yant in the backfield or even Ramirez in the backfield. Why not throw a fullback in there 
instead of having a wide receiver out wide to block. Mm-hmm. Give us the lead blocker. Even throw Yant in there at fullback. Let him lead block for somebody or yeah. Because I mean, it's never going to hurt. And then having a fullback with that physical mentality is going to help everybody else on the field. Everybody like loves to build around a fullback that loves hitting people. I know. So and it, it brings like time. the passion. It brings the energy to it. Like, yeah, I, I like Smoth. Sm- I thought Smothers did a great job. I feel like people are they shouldn't look down on him because of this game. Yeah. Like, the whole playbook just thing. And that last that last I know the interception. I think it was it was a miscue between wide receivers and quarterback. But at halftime, yeah. he had I think it was one incompletion or no incompletion. Yeah, and he was throwing the ball down the field. Yeah, nice. he he for a first time start. Oh, he yeah. played against, very against a top five defense too. Yeah, in the he country. played very conservative. Like he didn't he didn't go out like Scott said he wanted them to go out there and have fun and not make any not make any huge mistakes. Yeah. But like more than anything, go out there and play loose. And it looked like he was playing loose, but he was making all the safe throws. And I'll tell you, it looked he looked more comfortable leading that offense than Adrian did in some games. Like it looked like the players yeah. believed in him and like trusted him too. So like the future's bright, but like if we maybe get a transfer in the portal, who knows? Like Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with if Smothers doesn't start next year, what does he do? Because I yeah, I mean, I feel like he would probably feel like after the way he played against Iowa that he deserves a starting spot because most of the stuff that happened, I mean, our last four or five drives stalled, mm-hmm. but I mean, he Just played, I thought he, I think he might believe he earned a starting spot for next year. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Well, and here. you know, you know, Logan's my guy. Like he's my guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, Logan's, so, Logan's your guy. But, the best yeah, but if, a quarterback comes in that's going to help us win better. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't yeah. Care. Best quarterback play. Whatever's I, don't I really don't care what he is. That, if he's that guy, then that's oh, yeah. awesome. And that's I'm awesome. Here. He's been, because he's been in the program. He's only been under Frost. So that's, yeah. So like he's, yeah. but all right. So let's get into it. A disappointing loss to, um, again, a team that we just don't want to lose to. And I put my stamp on it very early that we were going to beat Iowa. And we jump on top of them, and then it's just our best friends in the world, special teams. And right when that happened, special teams, the block for a touchdown. But also, let's not forget that we still don't know how to catch a punt by standing on the 10-yard line when Oliver Martin Fair catches a ball on the five after they just scored and we need momentum when it could have rolled into the end zone. He just caught a punt on the five, and then we – Young age. And guess what? And there, and then we get a safety right after that. So it's special teams more that people don't see that as much as the touchdown, but that set the freaking the safety up too. I think we're the only team yep. in the country to have two safeties, one of them from the 10 yard line thrown in the back of the end zone. And then that one was from the three, like from the three yep. lost the yard. So it's from like- a young age, I mean, even me from a young age, and I, I was never a burner. I'm never going to run by anyone. I don't have that kind sure? of skill. But when, they, when they'd when throw me back there at a punt return, even when I was like 9 or 10, they'd tell me, put your heels on that 10-yard line. If it goes over your head, you don't touch it. Mm-mm. You don't. If you yeah. Because you don't want to mess with something like that. Yeah, and if, if you fair catch fair it. Catching the ball in the five does nothing for you. No, nothing. If if, yeah, and if you stand there and you're like, oh, no, but I need to catch it so we can do it, but. I'd much rather have them kick it and it roll and they pin it than having one of our guys just stare at it and ca- fair catch and thinking he's doing a great job catching it on the five. Yep. Damn near, damn near the four. So, yep. and, then, and then people forget, people don't notice that as much as the touchdown, obviously the block punt touchdown, but they don't notice that 
but then two plays later, safety. So yep. that screwed us over too. But and uh, Iowa, like you said, jumping on Iowa was – I mean, the way we did it was exactly how you want to beat Iowa because Iowa is not a team that can – is not – they're not built they to play from behind. Score. They could not yeah. – they can't score. They can't. Yep. That's the thing. Their offense is so bad, and they still beat us, but they sco- they did nothing. They got – their first six drives, they got into our territory – and they settled for three field goals. Three field goals, by the way, that we dropped three interceptions on the fourth on the third down play. We dropped three, yeah. three, yeah. and then they got they got nine points out of it. So, yep. And it's hitting people in the hands. I think, I think, yeah, I think Cam Taylor dropped two, but yeah, and that sucks I know, because because that could have been zero points on the board for him. That yeah, uh, it's just Iowa is um. Well, how, Iowa is playing in the Big Ten title game without beating a single ranked team. They didn't even play a ranked a ranked player. They didn't play any. They didn't play anyone that was ranked. So, and we played. I mean, we we'll get to. We played. I think it was six. Sixteen. Yeah. And four well, we of played, them, four of them were in the top. Were in the top ten. Two of them yeah. were in the top two. Yeah. So, so, I mean, we played. Let's see. We played Oklahoma, Ohio State, Michigan State. Michigan, Iowa, and Wisconsin. Um, but Wisconsin was Wisconsin. ranked, but they were they were not in the top ten. Uh, and we're I don't know if Purdue or Minnesota were ranked when we played I, them. I think Minnesota was ranked. They weren't ranked when we played them, but I think both were ranked at least once. I think Minnesota okay. early, or no, it was per, yeah. Purdue late. I think maybe. But all right, let's get well, into I the, ranked now. Yeah, I know. All right, let's get into the stats here. Iowa twenty eight, Nebraska twenty one. When we didn't score. We we didn't. I mean, we scored. Tw- I mean, three touchdowns. I know Logan had two rushing, and then uh, what's the other one? What? Yeah, yeah, had a touchdown. I forgot. He when he, yeah, jumped, yeah. when he jumped over the pile. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. But all right, they had three hundred and sixty-five yards. We had three hundred and twenty-seven. Logan had one hundred and ninety-eight passing yards. They had one hundred and seventy-eight. We had one hundred and twenty-nine rushing yards. They had one hundred and sixty-eight. We had five point uh, five yards per carry, and they had five point seven yards per carry. So it was pretty evenly offensive like game. We dominated in the first half, and they dominated in the second half. Just because I think mm. playbooks, see, like they had a coach, Ference, who's been doing it for a while. As much as we hate him, he chews his gum with his mouth closed like an idiot. Yeah, he chews um, it to outer. He's been yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he's he's been he's been chewing the same piece of gum his entire year or his yeah. entire his entire coaching career at there. Yeah, so it's, puts it. Okay, like it's an probably, it's, yeah, it's probably that, that fruit stripe gum where you chew yeah. the flavor goes yeah. out away, and that's what he's been yeah. Chewing. But uh, so it's a close game, and just the, but Ference made coaching decisions at the at halftime, and I think yeah. Scott can do that, but I think he was had so much on coaching the team, and that's why I think his uh his time management is bad because he's coaching the entire team, he's worrying about timeouts, and he's worrying about the offense. So I think. Once we get a real offensive coordinator, he's going to be like a CEO or like a he's going to be a general manager of the team where he doesn't have to worry yeah. so much. He yeah, focus on the thing. He already said that he already said that he's not gonna he's going to be done with the play calling once we get a new offensive coordinator, and I think that's going to be great for the team. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. then he has one less thing to worry about. Exactly, and he can worry mm-hmm. because like we've had multiple games, especially the Wisconsin game was horrible. His time management, like he let thirty five seconds go let when it was like a, it was like one minute and 27 seconds left and he and we had no plays like even if you just call yeah. a timeout so you can set up plays but, yeah so that was that was like the main ones but first downs they had 19 we had 18 
they were seven. They were seven for fourteen on third downs. We were six for fourteen. Fourth downs, we were three for three. They yeah, were, I just saw that. Yep, they were over one. We had sixty-five total plays. They had sixty-four. We had four punts, one blocked. Uh, they had two. We had fifty penalties, and the rest were horrible. Again, phantom calls, phantom calls. They one pass interference that we had where they went down and scored horrible. Or one yeah. guy, one guy. We had a total offensive. Someone just I can't remember. Who, I think he was uh, Betts got blown up before he caught the ball. It was, no, it was Torre. Torre and yeah, Torre got it. murdered. No call. Um, yeah. Starts. So we had five for fifty. They had four for twenty-five. Yeah. So I mean, not a lot of penalties in this game. Mostly just penalties coming at the wrong time, which seems to happen to us. I mean, early in the season, it was just penalties all the time. I mean, Oklahoma, we had what three mm-hmm. false starts in a row, right? Well, and yeah, the, the first actually remember this: the first play of the game, we had a full, uh, delay of game on us. Yeah. But so, I mean, more now, towards the end of the year, that's something you can look at and be like, we didn't have a lot of penalties. It was more just penalties at the yeah. wrong time. It's almost worse. But, yeah. these but next, I mean. Yeah, these next two ones, these are what I said the entire year, Why, how to beat Iowa, how to play Iowa. You don't turn the ball over against Iowa, and you will win. And we were yeah. winning that game until we, they blocked that punt and we turned that ball over. And right when that thing is, they had like the – mark of like the trajectory of it straight down straight down. yeah when they block we were getting four percent chance to win that game before yeah. that happened. it's like the luck the luck of us too that they block and it doesn't go on the ground to go pop up in the oh. air and no one's there if it was on the ground and they got the ball and they had their offense back on the table they kick a field goal there's no way yeah they yeah no way and, they score there they, they yeah we, we have sam who's our buddy who's an iowa fan he was like man he texted us in like the first quarter and was like, man, our kicker might make eight field goals today. Yeah. Because that's all they could do. That's all they do. And, and, and that's how you beat them. And we yeah. were doing it. We and always thought we were going to get plagued it. by an Iowa kicker. Yeah. So, and then we had one interception. They had zero. And then we had. Yeah. A- that interception. Yeah. Uh, it was more Ross was talking about it after the game. And he said that it's a post route with an option to just stop in the middle of the field. If they think they can find a soft spot in that zone. And he said, they drill it probably at least 250 times a week. I think he said that. And it's just, I mean, that's probably just a Logan Smothers not being used to, I mean, it's the first start. Do it 251 times. Yeah. That's what it seemed like. But, and then we each had a fumble block and then they had that, they had that killer fumble where we picked it up and went all the way back when they were driving. They had, so they had yeah. And then time of possession, we had 28, 28 minutes and seven seconds. They had 31 minutes and 53 seconds. So it, it's like, yeah, I mean, we gave up. It was a domination in the second half by them, which has been the story all year for teams against us in the second half. Yeah. Or it's usually, but, or we might get dominated in the first half and we come back in the second half and always can never finish it out. So, yeah. And they, I mean, our defense, I thought played really well against the run. Uh, we, I mean, we didn't give up any chunk plays until that last drive where yeah. uh, Goodson broke off like a 40 or 50 yard run, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Other than that, we, I mean, no chunk plays on the ground, which is great because I think they're running back Goodson is, an amazing you know, he's torched us the last couple of years he's played us too. yeah so but so it was a, 
again, it's a game we should have won, and it's a game where if you saw the stats, and especially in the first half, we're, we we got to close these games out. And I think when we get an offensive coordinator that we can, because, like, they were showing if we if we could score 50 points, like, like 50 points, like, the rest of this year on to our, what we already had, we would have won all those games. But I know it's yeah. way – it's a huge – we always play the what-if game because that's what we have to play right now. So Yeah. That's, so I'm done with that what-if game, Oh, I know. Man. I don't – I hate being – I now we're at the point where I know we're 3-9. Th- we, but I'm at the yeah. point where it's like next year – I feel like the boosters are and Trev Alberts are. If we don't go, I'm not saying we we got to go over 500. I don't. We got to be over 500 and not like a like a what's like six or seven and five. We got to yeah. we got to have like four losses. Four losses. That's their thing. And our schedule is a lot better a lot. next. Yeah. So um, start out with, I, think, yeah. I think eight and four, seven and five is definitely more realistic next year than it was this year. I mean, I. Before the year, I looked at this year's schedule, and, I mean, I wasn't high on Michigan or Michigan State coming into the year, but I looked at this year's schedule and said we should probably be 7-5, and 8-4. and four. But, <laughs> I projected us to go 10-2. and two. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's just me. That's just me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's what it's going to be like every year for us. We're going to oh, go into it every year. I said, yeah. watch out with college football playoff. But we're yeah. For you, but, um, Damn right. But, all right, so let's get into the offense. We got Logan. He was 16 for 22, 198 yards, one pick at the very end, what we already talked about. Rushing, yep. we rushed him a very inch. Like, we rushed him 24 times. Yeah, I saw that. 64 yards, and, and he had two TDs. Yeah, we never did that with Adrian. We run him that much. I felt like they were trying Not, to close the playbook. There were a lot of designed runs for Smothers. And, I mean, I think Smothers is a – as mobile as Martinez is, Smothers was, especially in high school, was definitely more of a, he's a run first quarterback. He's got so. Logan's got the speed where if he hits a hole and it's open, that he's going to beat people. Which, yeah, a couple runs where he he got like pushed out out of bounds because he was hugging a line and he almost just beat it out for it. But yeah, two, two rushing touchdowns, Yant, three or uh, thirteen carries for forty four yards and one touchdown, and then I got Brody Belt. I think we should have ran with Brody Belt more, especially how he did against Wisconsin. It's their base. Iowa and Wisconsin have very similar defenses, and look what Brody Belt. He was our best runner last week against them. Small, you can't see him very well. He's like he's agile and he can move for quick, and he's hard to bring down. We, yeah. we chose to do power. We chose a power back that's whenever you touch his legs, he's down. Yeah, like form tackling Iowa team. So and Belt has that. So I would kind of say Belt's more of a receiving back, but with him being a walk-on, he's got that mentality where he's going to run the ball hard every time he gets it. Yeah. And that's what we need out of everybody because all these all these walk-ons are going to come in and play, I mean, play as hard as they can. And they're going to run into people. They're going to try to run through people. And if Yant had that mentality, there's no person that's going to be able to tackle him one-on-one. No. I mean – they're gonna stop him in his tracks more on one at least. You, you yant, you yant, stop yant. Yeah, you you, you, you yant, yant, stop, stop yant. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I completely agree. And Brody Belt was playing wide receiver for us earlier this year, and then we lost some people. And Ron Brown was like, "Hey, you, we're coming. We need you to play running back again for us." So he's gonna catch the ball. And, yeah. Uh, so, but we got Torre had six catches for sixty-seven yards. So Torre, he had a big game. I feel like we're going to miss him. I know. I mean, he obviously graduates. Like he's a big explosive guy and he can bring it to the house, but yeah, this is the most interesting one. 
our single season record for a tight end, Austin Allen, 602 yards, gets two receptions for 55 yards, only two, especially in the late when we needed to score late. Where was he? I know people maybe yeah. more on him. I don't know if Logan's not like doesn't have that connection that Adrian did. But every time he caught those ball, two catches, he was wide open. Remember, it was like a big 20-yard gain each time. Yeah. And then he went un, – he was unexistent the entire rest of the game. And he's – Yeah, and especially for Logan coming in starting his first game ever, you would think having that big yeah, six-foot-eight, six-foot-nine tight end would be an awesome safety blanket. I mean, I would have expected Austin Allen to have at least six or seven catches. I just thrown the ball to him 15 times. If yeah. I mean, any trouble, I'd see on top of his helmet. Even if I'm a four-year starter quarterback, I would be throwing him the ball at least – especially on third down. Like, and, Jason Witten made his money in the NFL on third down. And, and that's what that Austin Allen – The Big Ten, they throw the ball to the tight end – like. Wisconsin, like one receiver caught a ball. The rest of them were running backs and tight ends. Yeah, that's why they kill you. And yeah, he kill. And he's got the record for tight ends here. He's gonna be. He's gonna have a great NFL career, by the way. He's going to. The oh draft. yeah. Austin Allen's gonna have a great NFL career. He catches oh, yeah. everything. But, and then we got Omar Manning. He had one catch for forty yards, and then the rest of them were, I mean, little dump downs and stuff like that. But those are the ones I was talking about. But I just, it just. I don't understand why you didn't. You have to, like you said, safety blanket of Allen, and you we just yeah. find it. And I mean, we have, we right. have so Betts and Manning are both yes. over six foot. They're what? They're both over six foot three. Yeah, and they're explosive. They're, they're bringing to the out, house. But nine, we have tall dudes out there that can go up and get a catch. And I mean, I think we need to use them more, especially down on the goal line, because it feels like we always have trouble down on the goal line. Oh yeah, and it. I mean. I would think that, especially for some others making that first start, that he would be targeting those taller receivers on third down more. And Manning to only have, you said, one catch. Mm. That's, I mean, that's pretty crazy to me. I mean, it seems like Manning didn't really have a lot of games where he had more than one or two catches. I think hopefully, like, I know they talked about him. He even said that he has a couple. He has a little couple mental health issues that he's going yeah. to go through midseason, and I hope he's doing good. But like when he plays and when he catches, like he's great. He catches everything. Yeah. And then bets like I know he. I think he had a. He had. A, I think he had two catches, but for like fifteen yards. So I didn't put it down yeah. on the notes. But we have like playmakers, and I yeah. thought Logan he did a great job. But I wish he kind of maybe hit Allen a little bit more. But I'm, that's what we're saying. Like we closed that playbook, I think. And yeah. Half, and we went into prevent mode, which. We all know that he's done it for every year that he's been here. Scott, when he goes into prevent mode, it's lose mode every single mm-hmm. time. But so mm-hmm. uh, defense played – I mean, defense played pretty good. It wasn't like their amazing game. They had some big stops. They had some turnovers. Uh, Reimer had seven tackles. Cam Taylor had five tackles. Stilly had six tackles and half a sack. Stilly played a great game. Stilly Man, played Stilly, a great game. Casey Rogers and Ty Robinson played great. With yeah, Ty Robinson was stepping up with Damian Daniels. Up. Yeah, stepping up because Damian Daniels was out, and he's a big run game stopper. That's why, I, that's why he was gone in the second half, and I, that's why I think we lost to Wisconsin too. But he's yeah. a big run stopper, and these guys stepped up because uh, he still he had half a sack. Ty Robinson had a, a, a single sack by himself, and then Casey Rogers had the other half of the sack. So yeah, Ty Robinson on the goal line one time. Oh. He, Blew up one of those linemen, and then he ran after another lineman. Not even in the play, just blew just him up. Him so That's much. what we want on we our entire D line. He hates Iowa. He hates yeah. Iowa. Yeah, that's what good. We 
So I hate that. Hey, so I, I hate that's that. so that's basically all I got to say. The defense, I I think they played uh, as best they could, and this whole year they've had to make up for the offense, especially if we go into prevent mode and we're like we yeah they can't get stops every single time they go out there. They're gonna give up. Something. Yeah. That's when the offense needs to come in. And first half, it looked like we got the stops and then we scored. And like Scott even said in a press conference, when offense needs a stop, they, we don't get a stop. But when uh, we get a stop, our offense doesn't score. So like it's, yeah. like it's been flip-flopped over and over again throughout the year. So that's why we're hoping or putting it down. We keep all of our defensive coaches, which I think we are. We very much keep them there. The players like it. They're good players. Young players got to play this year. Uh, Reimer and Heinrich are going to be back. Will Honus is going to be healthy again next year, so that's going to be put into a good. Um, yeah, so it's that's all I got really for the defense. You got anything else for it? Or, um, I think Newsome played a great game. Mm-hmm. Uh, get a couple good breakups, a couple really, good yeah. Breakups. They had uh, Iowa has that receiver, uh, what's his name? Uh, Johnson, yeah, who his dad from his dad played for Nebraska and he's a trade, yeah, he's Iowa. from. He's well, he's from Bellevue West. You can tell he wanted – he kind of wanted to have a big game against us. I don't know why. I don't know what we did to make that happen for him. But I think Newsom played a great game against us because it seemed like Newsom was on him the whole game. I think well, – Newsom really came into his own over the last yeah. couple games of the year. Yeah. So I'm excited for that next year. So I don't think we're going to drop – I know we lose a couple of, like, deep – pretty good defensive players but yeah um, i don't think it's gonna be a drop off that like i don't think it's gonna be a drop off of our defense no at all but all right now this one is like i like to i brought this one up so here's some stats for us to read tony at the end of the year another losing season it's just fun uh three and nine yep and but we could very well be like like 10 and, what, two. 10 and we, two yeah if we play yeah if we beat at least almost all those ranked teams we lose to let's say ohio state and maybe michigan the rest of them that we play no if we sneak by michigan or ohio state one of them and maybe lose to one person and we're 10 and two there's no way with the teams that we played and the way we played them that we wouldn't be considered in the college football playoffs like, oh, probably, yeah. but, but you know they would hate nebraska and they we we would be the one power five team in the country that'd be undefeated and then this is when they'd be like cincinnati and they put cincinnati over yeah. us in a heartbeat yeah they'd somehow try to bring up that we haven't played a good schedule yeah. <laughs> they haven't played good they played six ranked teams and out of the like yeah. six ranked teams we played uh we i think we faced four or five uh heisman candidates yeah, I Four mean, Rattler, Rattler, Walker, Walker. Uh, uh, the Henderson, Ohio State's running back was up there. Yeah, and yeah. now uh, Hutchinson from yeah. Michigan. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, we we played. Some, I mean, the top <laughs> yeah. players in the country almost every week. So it's just the Big Ten, like we said when we talked about how bad they were handling COVID. Like everyone says it and stuff like that. I believe it. I think a lot of people believe it. Big Ten just hates us. Like in every yeah. com- every commercial they have, it's like we're in there for a split second and it's away. And then like the one where they show the whole map, like I know we're like all, me and us and Iowa are like right next to each other, but they put like one of like the Big Ten and like the T in ten is covering like half of the end. So, like, <laughs> yeah, you can see us back there. So, yeah, man. It seems like every time there's a review 
Like they're trying to review a play. It's mostly, it's always going to go against us. We don't, we don't ever have those times where it's like, Oh man, we can bank on them giving us this call. And so it's almost like, they're just like, Hey, Kevin Warren, what do you think about this? And they're like, he's like, Nah. Yeah, he's like absolutely not. You know, it's like, yeah. They don't even let him finish. He's like, nope, no, no, no. We cannot let this happen. Yep, we gotta, we gotta get our trophy teams in there. But yeah. All right, here we go. Let's. I'm just gonna go through a couple of them, and then we'll talk about them. And we'll kill through the rest of them. So, we scored 335 points this year, and allowed 272. In conference, we scored 239 points and allowed 239. And we went one and eight. One and seven. One and eight. Yeah. One and eight. So I saw the like, yeah. and then uh, we played six ranked teams, all wait, all by almost all, except for Ohio State, but that was a close game by one uh, possession. Yep. I saw every one of them by one possession. Biggest oh. loss is by nine. Yep. And then and then you know who the second one was was eight, and it was Illinois the first game. Yeah, that's. I mean, I mean. To look at the way that Ohio State was blowing people out when they played Purdue, oh. it was like it was like Purdue sent out a scout team against them, and we, and we lost to them. I mean, we were in it the entire game, except for the very end. Like the very yeah. end, they got that one last touchdown, and like kind of, and then the field goal that put it over, kind of. Yeah, and then we have now the NCAA record of eight one possession games. Eight, an NCAA yeah. record. So <laughs> now, now we have the greatest football team that's ever played, and now we have the greatest bad team of all time. Of all time. Of all time. There's no question. Greatest three-win team of all time. Shout out to Will Compton for that. Will Compton. We are the greatest three-win. Our, our dad, Will Compton. Yep. Damn uh, right. But that's just ridiculous. But. <laughs> uh yeah it's just another thing to laugh at i mean it's 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 more that's how close we are listen it's more laughing through the pain kind of thing yeah it's not like we're laughing like having a fun time or we still want to we still want (laughs) to we gotta lock a door and cry yeah just cry ourselves away that's an integrity of a ceiling fan but yeah uh we lost nine games by a total of 49 points 49 nine Six ranked teams, five Heisman Trophy winners, a, a season where we're supposed to get – this is supposed to be our record, but we get blown out every game and we lose by possession every game. You said we lost nine games by 49 points. Yeah, that's that's less than six points a game. Yep, and and you know what? Driving fact, I didn't do the math behind it, but I guarantee 30 of those points, or we could have got to 30, damn near 40, off of missed kicks, missed extra points. I guarantee Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. So we need a kicker, special teams, and an offensive player. Yep. Our leading I'm begging our, any five star or four star kicker. Oh, any of them. Oh, please. If I'm, if I'm Scotty, <laughs> if I'm Scotty, like we went to Lincoln, Tony. We Scotty. We know like the 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 girls there love the Husker players, like just the students. Yeah. I'd be yep. like, if I'd make sure you take him down the prettiest hallway, a five star kicker. Yep. And just sleep, yep. get him a deal with Shields, get him a nice deal. Like, here, here's yep. a Buffalo Wild got, deal. Got a bar deal. That you should throw six figures at one of these guys under the table. Yeah, but I'm not you that. should throw one of these guys six figures under the yeah. table. <laughs> like, Ohio State, they, Ohio State has a kicker when he played against us. He st- when he played against us in like week whatever, 
he still didn't miss field goals. He didn't miss a field goal all year, and he's kicked he's like three fifty yarders, and he's done. Yeah. But uh, our leading rusher. This is the one where we're like, oh, Nebraska's offense wasn't that bad. Things weren't clicking. This is the one where this is Nebraska. This is laughable. Our leading rusher, Adrian, has four hundred and ninety five yards on the year. Seven running backs in the Big Ten have over a thousand running. I mean, rushing yards alone. And two of them play on the same team. Or I was so it's like, it feels like I mean oh. when you watch these games, it, it, I mean it feels like we would have a thousand yard rusher. Yeah. Or yeah. or some I mean or anything. Like did we have a thousand yard receiver? Did Torre get to a thousand? I don't know. Torre. I, I mean he had to. He had a couple like 70. Like I don't know. He I don't know. We had I saw Allen had six hundred and two before the uh, Wisconsin game, I saw a stat that we had 12 or 13 dudes who averaged a first down every time they touched the ball. I know. We, every time. We have three wins. <laughs> and we have three wins. That oh. This is, I mean, like when you're talking about like statistical anomalies, like yeah. this is one of them. This will never happen again. No. And lost to five 10 plus win teams. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's our that, that, that's our strength of schedule. Ten yeah. plus. Yeah. Okay, this is the one where we like got bingo. This is because I saw a tweet about I saw a million tweets about this, but we have had a blocked punt for a TD, blocked PAT for a TD, a kickoff return for a TD, <laughs> a punt return for a TD, and pick six and a fumble recovery for a TD. Every single one of them, bingo, across the board, a hundred grand one. That's like, this is ridiculous. And people, and then Scott, the only thing that he did what be wrong when he was talking about firing coaches, they asked him about special teams. Like, I think special teams is doing a good job. And we're like, how? <laughs> like, yeah. How? Yeah. You can't, I mean, you can't look at that and say that they are. I no. mean, and, and they're so, those plays were so big in the games that oh, I could name every single game that it happened in the blocked PAT for a touchdown was in Oklahoma. The punt return the was Michigan punt State. Was Iowa. The block, the punt return was against Michigan State. Kickoff return was against Wisconsin. I mean, fumble was against Oklahoma. Yep. <laughs> it's, oh. it's just, and those were all key moments. And uh, so it's just laughable. Like, oh my yeah. gosh. And then it he's hurt. like, special teams is doing fine. No, they're not. No, they're yeah. not. If that's your definition no. of fine, I don't want to see what your girlfriend looks like. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, only two power five teams are top 10 for explosive offense and limited exploding offense or, or defense. And that is Ohio State and Nebraska. And Ohio State. And one of the teams is top 10 team in the country. And one of them. Three and nine. Three and nine. The best three and nine team in history, though. Yep. <laughs> but that yeah. well, put, take it. Yeah. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, huh? But <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, it's like so like those were the stats. Like there's a million stats out there. There's tweets everyone, there's fans saying stuff, but it it's just at one at the end of the year, like it's a heartbreaking year, but a year that we're supposed to get blown out by 50 by half of these teams. Yep. The, future, the future is as good as it looks with Scott. And if, if people like like Kirk Herbstreet said, if you don't, if you look at Nebraska's record and think they're a bad team, you don't watch football. You don't watch football. Yep. Ryan yep. Day said it. Uh, Harbaugh said it. And these teams that are winning this many games are saying like they don't want to play us. And it's 
don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but, yeah. But, I don't know. <sighs> so, it's just putting the team – like, we're going to put – we're going to get back. We're going to get to certain coaches like that, and it'll be good. But we just got to hit the transfer portal. We got to hit it like Michigan State. We got to. Yeah. I mean, they they hit on Kenneth Walker in the transfer portal, who is one of the odds-on favorites to win the Heisman. Yeah. So, it's just – we need to get the right guys when we're talking about the coaching. We're going to talk about coaching next. But we got to get the right guys, people. We have the defensive coaches that make – get recruits and build off of it for years. We like, I think we do. And then I know Shenander, if we keep doing good, people might try to take him away or certain like coaches might get – like go elsewhere but if we keep the core intact and keep recruiting in-state talent as long as if we get more or getting a new recruiting coordinator that comes around and he gets into certain big states like texas like he's in if we get the coordinator where he knows how to recruit across the country the defense will be great but we're focusing on getting the offensive team that can what what michigan state did grab transfers put them into it and just see with like get players that can play that play at big programs and they will they'll fit in perfectly. It'll build off of I know three and nine, but build off of how close we were and put us over the top. Cause we don't want to be yeah. like, one of the things we don't want to be like Indiana because they built up and then they brought all this stuff up and they played good. Obviously they won the close games. This year, way downhill. We don't want to do that yeah. next year. All I want is so part of me wants like I mean, obviously a lot of people are gonna want like we have that Richard Torres coming in, that quarterback. He's six foot six. Mm-hmm. Like I would love for him to come in as a freshman, start and play well. But, but it like I want a like a, a starter that comes in as a freshman that we can love from the start and then come in. But I mean, what I think we need is like like obviously Dylan Gabriel would be awesome. Yeah, I saw dude. I saw him yeah. spin it. Yes, he can. I saw people – there's going to be quarterbacks that transfer. Like, even when these good teams are done, they're going to transfer. We can we can have the pick of them. They can see this. But I saw these idiots on Twitter being like, get us Spencer Radler. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Yeah. Yeah, no. I don't I don't want no. him. No. I mean, I don't I, – I don't know why, why someone would be able to even think about saying that we want someone with that kind of attitude on attitude. our team. From a team that is this close to winning – and they need more character. And Adrian has the best character. I feel like he helps us yep. like that, to go to a quarterback that has no character in those close wins. We don't get those close. We don't get close to those people anymore. If that's a right. Problem. Right. But, but maybe what if uh, Williams decommits and he's like, I'm going to Nebraska. He doesn't go to USC. He comes oh, to Oklahoma comes here. That'd be good. I'd um, kill for that. Uh, Zach Evans, who was a running back for Michigan uh, transferred to TCU or I think he played for Michigan, but he transferred to TCU this year. He was our starting running back this year. He's in the transfer portal again, and he's a good running back. People were talking – yeah. They, who was it? Max Dugan? Yeah, Dugan. Yeah, who was the other – who was the other – I don't really want him because – No, I don't want him. He's not I, want, so, I want somebody who can throw more than they can run. We can I don't care if he's not mobile. I mean, I really who don't. Who was the other Nebraska uh, – David sent us a tweet. It was – Dugan, and then it was one other guy that they were talking about maybe coming home. He's from Nebraska. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't Vedral? It wasn't Vedral. It was. It what? Well, it must have been um, 
Well, there's a the number one the number one JUCO quarterback in the country is Nate Glantz. He's from Bellevue West. I don't know how good he is, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like, and we're I don't know. I can't. We can't remember it right now. But if Logan's the guy, I'm all for it. Like he's already been there. He knows the program. The players look like they like to play with him. But if we get quarterbacks, like if we get transfer quarterbacks, we don't want to get what happened with. But remember, Tulane's leading passer. We get uh, freaking Tanner Lee back in here. Right. But, yeah, I don't. I don't want a Tanner Lee again. No. I. So, but we're gonna go to the coaches now, and hopefully these guys can do it. Like I have three coaches. I think you have a couple of coaches that you might want to say too, Tony. But these are just our. I have two guys that I think I would really like us to get. I would really like us to get, and I know a lot of people would. This is the only one where I think that they could go with a hometown guy and no one would really feel bad about it. Like, there's two. We got, I think, Joe Gans for quarterback coach. I feel like a lot of people like that. I, when he played, he wasn't the he wasn't the most skilled quarterback, but the thing, he was a smart quarterback that had, he had a good arm, smart, quick decision-making, and I feel like that's why these quarterbacks would be good. I feel like if he worked with certain quarterbacks, like I think um, Logan is well, – you could see how quick this is – like how you make quick decisions, and he was smart. And I think yeah. Joe would come in and he would help. He's got, he understands what it takes to be a QB in Nebraska, and it doesn't – and like he's a young coach, but he's got coaching experience at different levels. He's at Northern Iowa right now as a wide receiver coach, but he's been pl- at other places and helping with quarterbacks. So I think people – I think that's most – popular people are talking about and they've been talking about them since the beginning and then yeah. one but you can talk about this more too is uh mickey joseph to be the yeah. coach and recruiting coordinator which is going to be smart because he's in the sec he understands what it takes to get there and he's what about the wide receivers that he's worked with that are now in the pros yeah we got i mean i would i would chase yeah it was jamar chase justin jefferson mm-hmm uh, that other receiver who went to the Panthers, uh, Terrence Marshall. And it's not just because of Joe Burrow. It's because, and these guys are like, he can work with them really not like, well, and I think this would be a great coach. And if we, what was yeah. that? Keith Williams? Was that, that was our old one? Or, that was, yeah, that was that old receivers coach. He, that would be nice to bring William. him back. Cause he's in, the, cause what he works, isn't he with the chiefs? Cause I, I know he worked with like Tyree kill and different players like that in the pros, but yeah. It's just so those are the two. You got any quarterback coaches or wide receivers coach, or do you think those two will be work pretty well? That you're, who'd you? Well, who would you want? If I'm, I'm giving you the open. To the I'm, I'm letting you first eat at the buffet, Tony. You're Trev Alberts with that re. You got all that money in the pocket now. Who do you want to go after? For I'll say QB coach, wide receiver coach, and then we can say then we can get into the offense coordinator. Right. So you can go. Um. Well. Wide receivers coach, I would – I want Keith Williams back. Keith Williams. I mean, I want him back more than anything. All of our receivers love playing for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he trains NFL receivers now. Like, they oh, yeah. go to him for training. And a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, I I don't see why we wouldn't at least give him a look. He would be my number one for the receivers. Uh, I mean, for offensive coordinator – well, okay. Well, I just saw, <laughs> um, I just saw a tweet that says Nebraska will show no interest in new transfer 
quarterback Spencer Rattler. Thank God. Some people are still <laughs> smart out there. Oh, my gosh. Because I saw tweets where, like, I think we can build around his character. He'll feel safe at Nebraska. I'm like, no, shut up. You don't know anything. Yeah, you don't bro, know anything, dude. Stop. No. <laughs> but, no, and first, we forgot about a coach. Uh, Ron Brown, I think he should stay uh, running backs. I think he should. Um, for at least, I, at least for a couple of years. Sure he is. And I think he should. Man of God, I met him. I met him, and he's talked to me and my family for about an hour. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in the world. Oh, yeah. And he's – I'm so glad he's back to the program. And I think our running backs played better with him than they did under Ryan Hill. Like, I know, like, we liked Ryan Hill, but come on. Like, we, he, yeah. If you're leading rushers, your quarterback for 495 yards. That's yeah. Like Nebraska. If we don't even have a 500-yard rusher at Nebraska. Ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And every other team that you watch, you can go watch Kansas. And they would have a better running back than – and it makes no sense. Like, there's not even a better running back, but I don't know if it's the plays we're running with the specific running backs we have. We have to have people run over 1,000 yards at Nebraska. We're, that's what we're built on. Yeah, that's what – I mean, that's that's an, our identity as a yeah. as a program over the last 100 years. <laughs> so, I mean, we've all had a good running back. All right. Okay. So – but I mean, for, I for think OCs, you know, going on to offensive coordinator. Yeah, you go first. You say which one. You say one first, and I'll go. And I think I have three. How many do you have? I have two, um, and I have one where people th- are trying to talk about it, and I don't like. But I'll go for the two that I actually like. So, uh, my my top choice would be Michael Johnson. He's an offensive coordinator right now and a quarterback coach at Florida Atlantic. Uh. His son, Michael Johnson Jr., is a four-star quarterback target for Nebraska, but he went to FAU to play under his dad. So you think he comes over and his kid comes over? So if we were to get his dad, I'm sure that he would follow him. Mm -hmm. Uh, His son can run. He can throw. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's – for somebody that we looked at, that Frost looked at before he went to Florida Atlantic, if we could get both of them, and Florida Atlantic puts up points. Yeah. So I just want I just want I want a quarterback or a offensive coordinator who knows how to put up points, who doesn't just like fall under Scott Frost's system. I want him to have his own opinions. I want him to take over the offense. Are you worried about hiring people? I saw like a couple of people talking about it and I listened to the Husker radio. Are you worried about we go after people in a smaller conference that they won't be able to transition? Or, no. or do you think offensive minds, especially if they put like, but no, I, my defense on that is, I think you have the same is we have a lot better players here at our program than he would at FAU. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, I think big 10 offenses are st- kind of starting to transition over to a more of a spread offense anyway, other than your Iowa's and your Minnesota's and stuff like that. I mean, look at the way Ohio state plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, I think a good offensive mind from a smaller, from like a like like Michael Johnson at Florida Atlantic, I think he yeah. could transfer over here. But now he's just getting better recruits, better weapons to play like with. It. And it, it will transition. I like it because that's not. I don't like all. I mean, there's like certain big names going around, and some of them, some of them will be like a one year thing if they do good, be out of here. And I know, but I think 
we might go to the FCS level and look for that kind of talent and like look go below and look over these young coaches like kind of what Casey as I think I mean I don't think that's a bad idea no like South Dakota State's head co- or a coach or something like that we can go after and maybe take them away and they come up here and show what they prove but yeah my, my number one and I don't I think because he's not looking good like I think he's down now and like obviously got fired I think uh Dan Mullen I know they fought I think he'd be a fantastic fit. Like, I think, he, but I think I said it right here with my notes that I think he's the short term kind of thing. If we would go with that, just like maybe if it doesn't work out, especially then he's gone and we hire someone else, but I'm saying yeah. short term, but you forget about how many offenses that he's worked with. Like he won that. He was the offensive coordinator uh, in 2008's Florida's national like, team that won it all. He's been yep. SEC, but the thing that's awesome is he knows how to recruit the SEC. Oh yeah, like he's been in the SEC his entire career. Like he's at yeah. Alabama for a little bit, and like he was at different places across the country. And he knows how to recruit, and that's the biggest thing for us is get these. Recruits. We need recruits. We need more recruits out of the South. And yeah, that's well, what Bill Clatt always says it mm-hmm. on every time that he commentates one of our games. Ever since twenty, I think he said twenty eleven or twenty twelve, our recruits out of the state of Texas have consistently gone down. And Texas high school football is where you're going to find the best players. I know. And so I think that would be a great – and my other coach I have on there would be good for it too. But this is – Dan Mullen, like, defense was their problem at Florida this last year. Like, I mean, yeah. and that things went bad. But they still had their their uh, quarterback that played that, like, six seven guy that we saw. Like, so, yeah, Anthony Richard. Yeah, he was, like, a top five recruit. Like, he knows how to get these big recruits, and they always have good receivers. Like, that, he recruited Kyle Pitts. Yeah. He got uh, him can- there. Yes. Like, see, like, he can get these people here. And, yeah. Like, I mean, he had Kyle Trask, yeah. too. Yeah, he had Kyle so- Trask. And he was on the – he was the 2008 Florida's team that won it all. He was their offensive coordinator. Yeah. And I think – I think if Dan Mullen were to come here, mm-hmm. I think his quarterback would follow. I think Anthony Richardson would follow him because he's not going to be the starter next year. I just, I just want him. I just, I think he'd bring in the recruiting thing would be huge. And they score, they score a crap ton of yeah. in the SEC. So, yep. and, but I mean, that would be another one. But so that was my first one. But so, I remember doing this when we didn't have a podcast back when we fired uh, Bo. I remember we were sitting at the lunch table. I remember exactly where we were, Tony. We were in freaking seventh grade at the lunch table. Yep. I, I see it. I get a text from my dad. We hired Mike Riley. My first thing that I said to you was like, who the hell is Mike Riley? And, yeah. dad, and then whew, and then we landslid. But I'm just saying, so I don't want that to happen here. I think we're going to know better. And I think Trev Alberts is, and Scott Frost are going to do – I honestly think that Trev has more pull here than Scott because then on who's going to get the OC job. Yeah. So, but who's your second? I, I, I believe that too. I think, I think Trev is kind of running the show a little bit with hires. I think. I think, yeah, I think right now he is. And then if Scott is above 500 and we start winning again, I think he doesn't have to worry about Trev Alberts in it. I think it's just because yep. people wanted him fired this year. We reconstruct his contract. We can see what he does. We give him another year, which I'm so happy that we did. I'm so happy that we didn't fire him. And I think everyone yep. fired, like Joe Clatt, Herb Street. Everyone was like, thank God they didn't fire him. Like, yeah, because our players play for him. They play yes, hard. Right? They do. And they show him, like, I wish he'd show more emotion. Look at him on the sideline. Like, are you kidding me? He's not putting emotion in. So that's why. Yeah. I, so 
But who do you, what do you got for your second one? I, you should tell me, say the one that you said to earlier. I think it might actually be the one where we talked earlier on FaceTime. This is, uh, who was that? Uh, the army. Yes. I, I think, I think bringing in army is so pardon my take our favorite podcast from Barstool. They talk about, they have the Besides, low man, uh, big red in the sun. <laughs> yeah. 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 They, they, they have the low man trophy on there. They love fullbacks and an army fullback wins it almost every year. If army's coach were to come over here and be an offensive coordinator and we could, and we don't, we don't need to put in the triple option offense to run all the time because I mean, it doesn't, I don't think it would translate great to playing in the big 10. I don't. But if we were to just have that in our playbook, we could have Yant playing fullback. We have we have the players to run that offense, even just a little bit. And you saw it two years ago, I think it was, when we played Ohio State at home. We ran the triple option. We ran that all the way down the field on Ohio State, all the way down the field on them. We went away from it for a one play, and we threw a pick. I know. And I think – if we could just have that, just that threat of like, we're going to run it down your throat and we're going to get three or four yards of carry all the way down the field. We're going to tire you out. Mm-hmm. And I think he would bring a great mentality to help somebody like Yant who would, who would really benefit from having a coach that would be like, you need to run through people. Mm-hmm. I like, and- we need that. We need that mentality and that like aggressiveness on our coaching staff, I think. Yeah, like this one would be the one that's kind of like out of character. We're like, wait a minute. And then I think this will be like everyone's like pissed off at it. And then it comes in and we start running about like his name is Brent Davis. I totally forgot. Yeah. It's Brent Davis. Yep. But and he's and I've there's been other there's been talks like and saw of other teams trying to get him out of army too. So yeah like, go back of like where we wouldn't just run the triple option every time or screw it even if we did but we threw the ball as much as we do right now, or like a little less, obviously if we're running all over the place, but we play action passes, play action passes work against us all the time. Everyone, (laughs) uh, Wisconsin, Iowa, and then Minnesota, all these teams that still play play action pass. We are a good defense, but they kind of tore us apart when they were doing these. So you hit tight ends over there, you get good tight ends, you get a fullback, you get a good running back. That's what Michigan did to Ohio state. And they made them look like little schoolgirls. Yeah. And it's bad. It's bad. So that's that. I mean, that would be an interesting one. I don't know. Uh, I think it'd be fun to watch. Yeah. For sure. My, my other one, this one, I know this one, a lot, a lot of people have been hearing his name. So this one, uh, Tom Herman, a lot of people have been saying, I know when he's coaching places, he doesn't have the best offense, like greatest offense in the world. But the thing that he's going to do, he's going to come into a program that has a defense better than he's ever had. Yeah. So they're going to, and all so, but he was I'm obviously a head coach at Texas. Obviously, look where they're at now. They lost just as many many games as us, but they had a 10 win season under him. They had a 10 win season. Houston head coach 13 wins season. Ohio State when they won the national championship, he was the offensive coordinator. Yeah. So that there's your Big Ten. There's your Big Ten where you know, might know how to run it better than obviously people. Offensive coordinator at Iowa State. And now he's an offensive analyst for the Bears. So I think so he's got experience. He's got experience. A lot of conferences, too. Yes. So, and when we're saying he coached in Texas at Texas and Houston, and he know 
and Iowa State. So like he, so he's been in the Midwest, but he also was at Ohio State when they're recruiting. So he can recruit uh, like a bigger group of people than we would expect. Yeah. So and I I think he would really I think he would like because I mean it kind of seemed like he wasn't. I mean. He had that 10 win season at Texas and at Houston. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of seemed like sometimes when you looked at him, like pressure kind of got to him. Yeah. So I think he would really benefit from having, I think Frost and him would benefit from each other That's where Frost would be able to handle most of that pressure. Herman mm-hmm. could just sit there and call plays. I think Herman, like, that's exactly what you were saying. Like, I think the same thing. I think, he is too much to think of as being the head coach of a thing like Scott. So Scott can do it. I think Scott is a way better head coach than he is. Yep. And I think Tom Herman is probably a better offensive coordinator. And I yeah. think the best year when he was a head coach is when he didn't have that much pressure on him being Houston. And they won 13 games. And I know at uh, – but he was the Ohio State champ, uh, OC when they won that natty. So, and it, so it's just got a lot of experience, but – it's just where he's right now. He's at the Bears right now, and uh, people were talking about their bear. The Bears for a second they were talking about if they were talking, they get Herman, and then he'd bring the Bears' offensive line coach. Which, if you know anything about the Dominique Raiola, isn't it? I know, but the Bears' offensive line is horrible. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh god. But uh, I think Herman might be a good fit, but he might be one like. He's a co- he's a head coach. Like they got pride in it. So like if he does two years of being a conference coordinator, he's doing good. Someone throws money at him, he's gone. So yeah. And now so, he has he has NFL experience. Yeah. And he's got experience for Texas and Houston and Ohio State. I mean, he's got some big name programs, an NFL team under his belt. I think coming back to Nebraska, I think he'd be if you were to come to Nebraska, he would be more comfortable, I think, in that kind of situation where there's not a lot of pressure on him. He can just sit there and call plays. He's going to have a lot of weapons to work with that are going to be coming back, hopefully, this year. We'll see what we bring in, too. I think – I by no means do I think that would be a bad hire. Yeah, I know. And this last, this is the last one we'll talk about here. Unless you got another, you got a killer one coming out of nowhere. But no, I I just got those two. I'm pretty strong. <laughs> but people are talking about bringing in a one year offensive two or basically two years after he finished this one. OC co offensive coordinator, by the way, Willie Corn, the offensive coordinator for Coastal Carolina. And yeah, I I think that would. <laughs> I mean, I don't know much about him. I know, I know that they they have a pretty fun offense to watch. They kind of intimate or into uh, they put that triple option offense in there with Grayson McCall as their quarterback. Uh, I think it'd be fun. They run the ball down people's throats all the time. I know, but, but I don't know what that would look like coming into the Big Ten. What yeah. that would and what that would mean for us? Like three coaching jobs of experience. And they've all been within like four years. I don't think this is an offensive mind where it jumps out of you and be like, this is, this guy's going to work it. This is exactly what I think we should not do. We need to get someone that has the experience and has the record of a winning coach. Yes. Someone that comes in that has had success, not like a while ago, but recently. And I think Tom Tom Herman and Dan Mullen got fired. They still showed success even this year they got fired, but they might've had too much to handle 
of being an offensive coordinator. I think Herman should be an offensive coordinator. I think Dan Mullen, if he goes somewhere, you know where he's probably going to go? He's probably just going to go to Alabama and then have one year there and go get somewhere else. So, so that's yeah. what the coach does. But I think he should come here. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it would – I think for someone like that um, Coastal Carolina co-offensive coordinator, it would be hard for him to come in with all that pressure on him coming into a big-name program like us where you're playing big-name schools all the time. Yeah. Whereas you're at Coastal Carolina, you're not playing all those best schools. You're kind of the best team in the conference all the time, so it's more just of a – like, we're probably going to win, so we're going to play it safe. We're going to call a lot of plays here that are going to get us down the field, but we're not going to try to do anything too flashy. Yeah. Whereas you're going to come to Nebraska, and there's going to be fans that are paying attention to everything you do. Your personal life. Your yeah. It's like – that's why I feel like someone needs like, – and that's why I'm encouraged to go to the FCS level like where it could work out, like North Dakota State or South Dakota State. I know there's these yeah. schools. Yeah, one of those that have good coach coaches. from one of those schools would be awesome because those schools know it's how to win all the Hard-nosed football, run it down your throat. And they, I wanted to – and with the coming in with a defense like this, they, they could come in to be an offensive coordinator here and be like a head coach possible, like big name. They stay here for a couple of years, and you run a good offense at Nebraska, you're going to get hired. You're gonna get yeah. thrown at you, and if you especially, especially after you turn around Nebraska, which we're yep. gonna be turned around pretty damn quick. So hop on the train, yep. people. And if so, yeah, everyone hopping on now. Yeah, now or else we're not accepting you on there. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the FCS, like I've seen a lot of talk of these names up here, but if you bring in those FCS guys, like, and that's what we we're talking about with that Willie Corn. I know he's new, but we I don't care about if they're like kind of unheard coaches but they got records that prove it and they got the stuff that they got the experience and that you see all this if, and then that's what we want yeah so i i firmly believe that uh i mean seeing where we're at this year how close we've been it's gonna be i mean it's gonna be hard to not be better next year it is from all these teams that we've played all this experience we have this year of losing these close games it's going to be hard to not be in this same spot next year where we're winning these games. I know it's going to be, it's going to be good. It's going to, it's going to get better. And people, that's one of the, they get mad when people, they don't, they look at Nebraska record, like mm, they still suck. Yeah. They'll suck. And we're like, really? But, and it took, it took a couple games where, yeah. or it took this like until this last game almost, for people to like look back at our schedule and they're like, yo, this team, I mean, this team played some of the best teams in the country all year and we never were out of a game. Okay. Yeah, I know. But here, this last thing we'll do here, Tony, I think it was good. I think we got over it and we're going to, this won't be the last podcast. Like we'll do some more podcasts, like not every week, but like, so we get recruits, we get different at that. If we get hire a coach, we'll do special episodes. Like, so don't worry, you're going to hear me and Tone's voice. We're going to be in your ear for a while, but yeah, get excited. Last thing I'm going to do next schedule, next year's schedule. You ready to hear it? Northwestern in Ireland. I think that's yeah. win, but it's going to be a win. tough game. It's going to be a tough game because this is an odd year for Northwestern of being that bad. Yeah. Pat Fitzgerald is a good coach. He's a good coach. He is. He's coach. a great. So that won't be tough, but I think we win. And if we have an offensive coordinator, our offense is working. We might beat him bad again. Yeah. Uh, North Dakota, yeah. we beat them. 
What do you yep. say? <laughs> he, he, he agrees. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. I mean, the, we, I, we, we I, like I, to say. We'd like to say. I would it. like to look ahead during this game. Yeah. So, let's see it. Let me get a freaking pen here. All right. So, win, win. And we got Georgia Southern. That's a win. win. Oklahoma, which the events that happened in the last couple of days, I think we win. Yeah. Could have won this I've, last year. I hope so. It depends on who they get. But yeah. So, that I, So, Rutgers, what do you think? Should be a win win indiana after this year that they've had this is this is another question mark one i think we win this game too tony <laughs> i'm going I i'm going down the same path that i did last year oh, but don't worry here comes here here comes the schedule here comes the schedule michigan okay i think I'll, i say I'll chalk that down as a loss i think i do too but i think we will play them because we always play them bad. This year we, we did this, this year we this year we played them so well, but every other year we played them, we played them horrible. And I think that was the best game we played all year. Oh yeah, and it was under the lights. It was big on. It was ABC. It was a big game, and we did not disappoint. Yep. Minnesota, I hope we pound that energetic PJ Fleck into the ground. Yeah, I don't think I've hated a human as much as I hate him. So I'm saying W. I will too. Okay, so. We, okay, so let me get this. I'm just getting yours down too. I got mine. So then we got Purdue. No, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I skipped. I skipped one. Sorry. Uh, Wisconsin. This is a game where okay. it just depends which team shows up because we should have beat them. We should have beat them easily. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I it'll uh, be interesting to see what their offense does next year because that Braden Allen is going to be 18 next year and. Who knows what he's going to be like in his second year? I'll probably I'll mark that one down as a loss just because I think yeah you go L. it's be hard to stop him. I I'm going W. <laughs> I have him. I have it. I know it's going to come back. I know they did it, but we were missing Damian Daniels. He got hurt. He got hurt early. We were missing JoJo. Yeah, huge this thing. So I'm, I'm every Wisconsin running back runs all over us and usually get murdered. But that defense and that offense withheld them, so we could score. Like we should have won. We had yep. to win. So if we play like that again next year, I'll be good. Then we play Purdue, and I think we finally get over freaking Purdue. I think. God, I hope so. So I'm playing with dub. You, you dub. Okay. Yeah, we'll mark. Uh, Illinois, which we're going to beat Illinois. I don't care what anyone says about Bielema. I'm sorry. We're beating him. Yeah, they're not. No. And then it's our trusty little friends, Iowa football, which we should have pound them. Those lucky. I mean, I, I hate, I know we have a bowl with them, like the heroes bowl, but it's like, those that they, <laughs> it's gotta happen. Right. Tony. It's got to, it's like Michigan. Finally, it took Michigan eight years. This is our year. This is this next year is our year. Um, Market dub. I, it, so you got to think of you got to sit there and think about Iowa when you play them. Just like, are we gonna get the Iowa that's gonna score first and then just hold that lead the rest of the game, or are we gonna get the Iowa where you even put up three points on them first and they're screwed? Yes. So I think I think that depending on who plays quarterback for them, because yes. the guy who they started against us was, I mean, they benched him. For Spencer Petrus. Well, yeah, and Spencer Petrus, he's he's not good. He wasn't good. No, no, he's terrible. 
So and we just needed our offense to score like a couple, one more time, and we would have won the game. One time, one time. And yeah. So I, so here's our predictions. I have them going eleven and one, <laughs> and you have them ten and two. So people, oh. go big red, baby. <laughs> and I, I have us winning the Big Ten championship. I don't care who we play. <laughs> Put us in the playoff. And we'll we'll put out a we'll put out a poll on Twitter for everyone to go vote on what our record's gonna be next yeah. year. You know what? Screw it. <laughs> Twelve and zero, baby. <laughs> no, we'll, it's we'll, so hard because like because oh, the, the schedule every year and they're like we know we should beat this team. Oh, I know, but Tony, the schedule has been the easiest in the last five years of playing. This is supposed to be one of our easiest schedules that we've had in the Big Ten. Well, we deserve it. We do deserve. It. We went through the gauntlet. And we should have <laughs> we should have came out on the other side. It was like people were. It's like we they put us up against a team with all the sliders up every week, and somehow every- still they made mistakes. But it was us making mistakes. We like, we shot ourselves in the foot. Like I saw a funny picture, Tony, where it was, uh, you know, the guy, the two guys, with, like knives at each other. Yeah, both of them had the Nebraska logo <laughs> on it. So it's just us shooting ourselves in the foot. Us killing ourselves every week, man. But, so I think we'll just end it there. So we got a me ten, eleven and one, and Tony's might be a little more uh, realistic, but hey, man, who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah, who cares? Next year, I mean, I I haven't been more excited for a year than next year in a long time. Yeah, man. yeah you heard it here first. If we go eleven and one, or if we go twelve and zero next year, oh, 12 and two, 11 and one, or twelve and zero. If we and then we we get into anything. I will get a tattoo with of the Nebraska logo and Tony gets to pick the size on anywhere on my body, except for my face and neck. All right. Anywhere. And I know you can't see it's podcast. You see our hands shaking in the camera. We got them. Yep. We got it. I'm on it. And if, and if we go, if we go better than 10 and two next year, then I will sell my car. (laughs) <laughs> and i'll ride i'll yeah. ride a bike everywhere tony will for, bike tony will bike in the heart of Omaha to it wherever he's I have a 20 minute drive to work every morning and i'll bike there the bike there in the freezing cold but yep so we're heading the right direction everybody well that's do all that's the best thing we can say too is we're heading in the right direction and so but I'm excited we are excited thank you for listening we will be back whenever we get an offensive hire or whatever coach it will, even if it's just us talking for 15 minutes about the hire or if we get a big transfer recruit, we'll do it. But thank you for listening, everybody. And as well, go big red, baby. Go big red.